Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our consideration this evening is found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 27, beginning at verse 15. Now it was the governor's custom at the feast to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was out of envy that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called Christ? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd, I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed, over, handed him over to be crucified. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of our crucified Savior, dear friends. Experts recommend that if you're taking a test that involves multiple choice questions and you're unsure of the answer, you should usually stick with the one you first decide on. Don't, don't second guess yourself and change your answer. Well, in many years of taking tests, uh, I can testify that that's usually pretty good advice. Typically when I've done that, when I choose one answer and then later change it, I regret it and wish I'd stuck with the one I had originally decided on. Same thing happens to me when I'm in a grocery store and choosing a checkout line or on an interstate and choosing which lane of traffic and stop and go traffic. Inevitably, the lane I choose seems slower than the ones around me, so I'll switch lanes with my cart or my car and instantly regret it because immediately that lane comes to a dead halt and the other ones start moving. Don't change your mind. Stick with the decision you started with. The man whose hands that we are examining tonight did something like that. He did not stick with the decision he had originally made. It wasn't something as trivial as a test answer or, or what lane to go in for checking your groceries out. This was a life or death situation. Specifically, it was the life and death of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Pilate had decided to release Jesus. That's what the scripture tells us. He had examined Jesus, questioned him, quickly come to the conclusion that Jesus was innocent of all the charges that were brought against him. He had announced to the Jewish religious leaders, I found no, no uh, cause for charges against him, therefore I'm going to release him. But he didn't. 
he changed his mind. He changed his answer. So why did Pilate not stick with his original decision? Why did he change his decision and go ahead and order Jesus' execution? Well, we, we can't read minds, and only God can read hearts, but I think it's pretty obvious. He did it to preserve himself, to preserve his own political career. St. Matthew tells us that after he had made that decision, after he changed his mind and went ahead and handed Jesus over to be crucified, he took water and washed his hands. Hands of self-preservation. It didn't have to be that way, though. Pilate had many, many reasons not to change his mind. First of all, he realized that Jesus was innocent. But, but even beyond that, he, after questioning Jesus when uh, they were privately uh, together, at first Jesus said nothing in response, but when they were alone, Jesus did respond to Pilate, and he said some things that, that shook Pilate up. When Pilate asked him, uh, you are a king, Jesus replied, you're right, I am, but my kingdom is not of this world. When Pilate asked him, don't you realize I have the authority to release you or to execute you? Jesus answered, you would have no authority over me if it were not given to you from above. No one talked to the governor like that. No regular person would. But Pilate quickly came to the conclusion this wasn't a regular, ordinary person. And it shook him up. But if that shook him up, it must have shaken him to the very core when he received that message sent to him by his wife. A message so urgent she couldn't wait for him to get home. She knew he had to hear it. And she didn't need anyone to interpret the dream that that message described. It was very obvious Obvious to Pilate's wife and obvious to Pilate himself. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, with the implication being, or you will regret it. Pilate knew what he had to do, but he didn't do it. He changed his mind. He quickly realized that, that, that Jesus was a political hot potato. So he, he tried desperately to pass that hot potato to somebody else so he wouldn't get burned. First he tried tossing Jesus back to the, the Jewish religious leaders who had first brought him to Pilate. He said, you try him. I, I find him innocent. You take him and judge him by your own law. But they tossed Jesus right back to him and said, we believe he deserves to be executed, but we do not have the authority to do that. Next, Pilate decided he would toss the hot potato of Jesus to, to Herod once he learned that Jesus was from Nazareth, which was in Herod's jurisdiction, but that didn't work either. Herod tossed him right back. Pilate was running out of options. Options in his mind to, to both protect a man that he knew was innocent, and protect his political career. So he decided on his last and best option was that Passover tradition. 
whereby he would, he would release a prisoner chosen by the crowd as a goodwill gesture, release him, let him go free. But he stacked the deck. He, he figured he would make sure that it worked out the way he wanted it to so that Jesus would be the one chosen. So he chose the, the, the most violent, the most dangerous man that was in the jail at that time, a murderer named Barabbas. Sure that the crowd would never want him released to the streets and they would choose Jesus. Of course, he was wrong. They demanded that Barabbas be released and they demanded that Jesus be executed. Pilate must have been stunned. He must have been absolutely stunned by that. His plan was unraveling. What was he going to do? Well, in a final desperate last-ditch effort to try to preserve his reputation, he, he took some water and ceremonially washed his hands, those hands of self-preservation in front of them all, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. But no amount of water and no amount of hand-washing could get rid of the stain of the guilt that Pilate bore. Because regardless of what he said and regardless of what the Jews answered, Pilate indeed was responsible. He had the authority to release Jesus. But instead, he ordered the world's only truly innocent man to be executed. And history has judged him guilty. You know, here we are 2,000 years later and we, along with millions of other Christians, speak the name of Pontius Pilate on a regular basis. Just about every single Sunday we say his name in both the Apostles and Nicene creeds. But we say he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. Pilate was not a Christian. He was a pagan. So in the final analysis, what Pilate did was an unbeliever acted like an unbeliever. And that shouldn't surprise us, really. What should surprise us, though, is when people who are believers, people who know Jesus, people who believe in Jesus, act like Pilate. What should trouble us is when we do that. It's easy here in this sanctuary surrounded by saints to sing God's praises. Not so easy though when we're not surrounded by people who share our faith. When we find ourselves with co-workers or classmates who aren't necessarily Christians or friends or family members who, who maybe are critical of our Christian faith and our values as Christians and speak up about it, who are critical and maybe mock our Lord Jesus. But how easy it is to do what Pilate did and give in to the crowd even though we know better. And maybe we don't wash our hands like Pilate did to, to, to try to, to make ourselves feel a little bit better, but maybe we, we tell ourselves something like, well, it just wasn't the right time to speak up. Uh, I, I, I don't want to 
get into any arguments. I don't want to lose a friend or a job. The truth is, we, we need to repent daily of those choices that we make and when we know better. Pilate was in a position to act and he didn't. But he wasn't the only one who did that that evening or that, that Good Friday, excuse me. Actually, Jesus himself was in a position to act and did not. Jesus could have defended himself against those accusations, but he did not. Jesus could have called down legions of angels to destroy his enemies, but he did not. Jesus could have come down off of that cross when he was mocked and taunted to do that, but he did not. It's good and right that we should remember and praise our Savior for all the things he has done for us. But tonight, let's remember and praise him for the things he didn't do. Jesus allowed himself to be arrested in the garden. Praise God. Jesus allowed himself to be beaten within an inch of his life. Praise God. Jesus allowed a crooked court to convict him and a spineless governor to, to sign his death warrant. Praise God. Jesus allowed himself to be numbered with the transgressors, to bear the guilt of our sins and to die with them. Praise God. Pilate tried to wash his hands of his guilt and preserve his reputation. He was not successful. Jesus procured our salvation by washing away our sins. And he was successful. Praise God. Amen.